welcome back to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N podcast. I'm Amy, and let's play 20 questions. I'm thinking of a thing. Missy? Is it a thing? Yes. I nailed it, guys. Mike? <laughs> Is it the Washington Monument? No. <gasps> Go back! Woo, 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 woo. Tommy? Sorry, that wasn't my segment. Is it blue? No. Well, I give up. <laughs> Missy? Is it a place? No. Mike? Is it the Lincoln Memorial? No. Tommy? Is it yellow? No. Missy? Is it a person? No. (laughs) Mike? Is it the Capitol building? No. Tommy? Is it pearlescent? No. Wait, are we on a limited number of questions? I was just going to go till whenever you guessed it, but I'm going till 20 because y'all are stupid. Oh, so can I rapid fire them right now? No. Is it red? Is it green? Is it purple? Is it? <laughs> She's going to say yes once. <laughs> and then I got closer. I got this. Is it a concept? No. Mike. Is it the Smithsonian? No. Tommy. Is this something we're going to talk about today? Who knows? <laughs> Missy. Is it real? Yes. <gasps> is Mike. it the World War II Memorial? No. <laughs> Tommy. Is it dark green? No. <laughs> Although I guess it could be at some point, but what? No. <laughs> Missy. I'm the only person who's gotten it could be or who knows? You're supposed to be a yes or no for 20 questions. You hey, suck. I would just like to point out I'm the only person that's gotten a yes and I've gotten it twice. So <laughs> is it tangible? Yes. Mike. Is it the John Quincy Adams coffee shop mug? No. Tommy. <laughs> um, uh, that, that threw, I, had a, I had a question, but that threw me off so much. It's so detailed. <laughs> it was so detailed. Um, do you like it? Yes. Missy, last question round. Is it known to exist within the realm of the universe? Yes, Mike. Is it a pizza? <laughs> no, Tommy. Is it food, though? Yes. <laughs> Yo, we got, she likes this and it's food. Is it guys, noodles? Guys, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, sometimes I'm really smart. And we got really close to those questions. We did. She, I got she a said, lot yes. She said, she said, it sometimes, it could possibly be dark green. It's confirmed Amy does not like pizza. <laughs> Amy doesn't do like, like pizza. pizza. Anyways, we're a family of creators going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Do you guys want to know what it was? Do you want to play 20 questions to find out if we want to know? Dang it. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) I was going to say that. Honestly, I'm surprised, Tommy, this wasn't the first thing out of your mouth. It's a bagel? It was a bagel. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) If there's another round, you should have given me another round. (laughs) There's multiple types no. of bagels, Tommy. There's probably more than 20, so you could get it wrong. It's true. <laughs> but Amy's, Amy's going for like I'm an everything I'm thinking of the egg. concept of the bagel. No, because I would have said yes to the yellow. Listen to the bagel. <laughs> touch the bagel. <laughs> Smell the bagel. Listen to the sound of you touching the bagel. <laughs> That's a throwback. Yes, this it a, is. <laughs> anyway, This is a good... <laughs> good chaotic intro. Yeah. This Absolutely is what like to deliver the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
Yep. Once I edit it, it will hook the audience. It'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it won't be five minutes of us asking questions. It will be three minutes. It'll be perfect. <laughs> and very funny because it'll be rapid fire. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. That's going in the edit. Amy's pretty decent at editing. Thank you. She's got, yeah. she's got some Micah. good You're comedic good. timing in, in editing, which is nice. She does watch a lot of comedy, so yeah. Yeah, but like good comedy, not like I farted. That's literally all the jokes we make, and you're editing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's probably why I don't want to watch any of those. I get enough of it. Also, Tommy, does that mean that whatever you watch makes you that like good at that? What if I've no, watched like I a bunch think... of serial killer stuff? Is all I'm saying. You absolutely have a deeper knowledge of what to do and what not to do. Step one. Missy's murder agreeing. naked because then there's no <laughs> blood stains on your clothes. Okay. Or step, step two, one, murder completely covered head to toe, and then strip it off and burn the evidence. See, Missy is someone who's watched a lot of crime. Evidence, evidence. Therefore, because you got to double burn it. To make yeah, sure burn it's the barrel. Gone. You burned it. In. Got it. We <laughs> <laughs> can't see nothing. Dump the ashes into water. They can't collect that. Gosh, they we're could. so creative here. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> so moving off of murder, how is everyone doing this week? I'm coming off of a happy high because I just got off of a phone call with Liam. Yeah, hey, Liam. <laughs> I mean, his presence... Here is is not noticeably you missed, mostly because between. you know it's just a yo every once in a while that we usually get from him, <laughs> and then twenty but... minutes on like Dune, yeah, or Game yeah. of Thrones, yeah, anything yeah. close to Game of Thrones. He's like that ten hour video you watch that's like ten hours of rain intermittently broken up by a yo and Dune, and like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. that's Leo. <laughs> Anytime he reviews anything, I dread editing it because I'm like, oh, this is going to be so much work. <laughs> Go on forever. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. That's really good. So Yay, I wasn't expecting to get to hear from him. And then that phone rang and I was like, yes. <laughs> Dropped everything I was doing. Yeah. Uh, including having to get on this podcast. Yeah. Well, he said he wasn't sure, like, because. They weren't sure, you know, if they were going to get to talk on the phone before they ate or after. And then he was worried. He's like, ah, that's going to be during the podcast and I'll be terrible timing. And I was like, nope, doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm in the middle of conducting a meeting at work or sleeping or whatever you call. I drop everything I'm doing, including the podcast. So sorry, guys. Liam comes first. Oh, we found out Missy's new excuse. She's going to be like, oh, it's not Liam's calling. I got to... Crap. Oh, oh, man. I got I to gotta go. I got to go, guys. Wait a minute. Go. My son comes Call me back. It must be an emergency. Podcast. Gross. On a completely different side note, I had, like, probably the hardest market day for the farm oh, no. this, this week. It was hot as balls. I wrote that on our official report as well. It said, what was the weather like? And I said, hot as balls. <laughs> My boss will get a kick out of it because he's that type of person. <laughs> It was like we brought, I think, 700, 800 pounds of tomatoes and on top of all the other extra veggies that we have. And because it was post 4th of July, not a, pe- a lot of people bought it. Mm. So like our teardown time was extended Ugh. by like 20 minutes because of that. We had to like package all those tomatoes back up. Hoo, 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 hoo. 
that was a hot day that was a full gallon of water done in eight hours like Jeez. that whew, there was it was it was sweaty and i just i was like i'm gonna go home and i did and i just chilled for the rest of the day it honestly turned out to be a pretty great day all things considered it was one of those days where so many like little things was going wrong it doubled back and it was just like you know what all i can do is laugh this day's stupid it's fine these days happen just laugh have a good rest of your day and that's what mm. happened so it was one of those like disguised good days well yeah because when you came home you were like i want another milkshake and i was like another you're like yeah <laughs> i already right. had one and i was like oh okay do you want to go get another one yes yes i do <laughs> and so we went and got another milkshake our bosses their couple she gave all the market people chocolate milkshakes from cookout <laughs> so i got that i'm like come on out chocolate milkshake so good <laughs> So good. And then I went to go get an Oreo mint because, you know, I'm a working boy. I deserve two. <laughs> yeah, working on those milkshakes. Hell yeah. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, today is an exciting day because it is a da-da-da-da-da-da-da creative prompt. Do, 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 do. Well, it's like the other half it's of like the creative prompt because Mike already <laughs> did it. So Mike met his... Mike Mike on time. fulfilled the quota. He is the boss. He's the leader. He's good job, Mike. High five to you. you mean and I now neither. A, a month late. <laughs> a month. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. So I'm gonna go first because Tommy <laughs> always has something really good. Except for waves. I feel like I'm lacking in the creativity department. So for my creative prompt this time, I was originally going to do something with Liam, but I didn't get it written in time before he left. So I had to think of something else to do. So I took a page out of Missy's book. Uh-oh. You're stealing Missy's pages? How's she going to finish her book? In a way. <laughs> Don't worry I about it. I have more work to do now. <laughs> oh, God. So I wanted to do sort of like a poem. And I will explain it, although I'm sure you can guess it well as I go through it. So I've titled it, yes, it's my Moonlight Project, but it's Tales from the Moonlight. Or Tales in the Moonlight, depending on what you want to say. Blah, blah. Anyways. I mean, it's your creative prompt. You tell us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Matilda mercilessly mocked Madeline, making memories muddled with malice. Observant Ollivander orchestrated opportunity, obtaining out loud orientation of omniscience. Ophelia's ongoing and ornate operations obligation overlooked offending organizations. Nathaniel's naughty nephew narrowly nicked Nightingale's nest of needles. Liana leisurely laces lean limbs lethargically lavishing long-standing lumber. Emmanuel illicitly involves innocence in indoctrinizing isolated individuals' ideologies. Gloria's gear goads gaming gentlemen to grudgingly give glorification. Hudson hacks haphazardly, hoping hostiles haven't heeded his hijinks. And Tanya teaches technology, targeting thieving talents for their transgressions. Dude, kindergartners are going to be so confused by that page, Missy. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you put that in your book? (laughs) Well, sometimes when I'm writing, I take a little break and I do a little writing exercise. And, you know, we had this prompt moonlight and it just seemed to all come together. And I was jotting it down while I was writing my, my epic novel. And one day I'm flipping through to where I left off and I realize, hey, wait a second. There are some pages missing. <laughs> oh, 
and now I know why. <laughs> so this has been in the works for a while. Was, what you're saying, was it the same yeah. number of words for each? Yes, it was. It was Ooh, nine, which is nine letters in Moonlight. That's really good. Yeah. And now, of course, everything spells out Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I thought that that would be interesting. And it was really difficult. I didn't expect how difficult that was going to be, especially trying to find words. I was like, crime, trying to find a word that was like a synonym for crime, but worked with the letter that I was using. And and that took a really long time. And there's a few words like and and of and... I think like the conjunctions are, are, with, are, are fine. Yeah. yeah, but I still counted them as words as a part of each thing. Okay. Ah. So yeah, there's nine words, nine poems, all things that could happen in the moonlight. I loved it. It was great. That is good. It's a really good exercise to do too because it's challenging and it forces your brain to work on so many different puzzles in a way at one time. Oh, yeah. Limitations are always fun. Yeah. I will say it was interesting because you had to kind of create a story for each little story, mm-hmm. obviously. But it, like, especially because I had two O's, I was like, oh, gosh, how am I going to do this? Like that one took me the longest because I wanted to make sure I wasn't copying and they were two complete different stories and that they were going to be good. My favorite, though, and I thought of Mike when writing it was the Liana was L because Liana is a vine that covers trees so i was trying to figure out how to do that so liana leisurely laces limbs lethargically lavishing long-standing lumber and i was just like liana's a vine that covers trees i'm proud of that one i was like this is my favorite one (laughs) there's always something in when i'm developing any of these projects where i'm just like i'm proud of that that one that's really good the rest i'm like "Eh," but that one i'm like yeah yeah Yeah, i really enjoyed that one yeah i it's you know, short, but oh no, there you go. There's a, there's my thing. So now the creative prompts are done. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> this week I started to watch. Actually, no. wait, last night. No, the creative prompts aren't done. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I just figured if you weren't talking, I had to because that's part of my job, right? It's just to never shut up. <laughs> part anyone... of your job or part of your charm. I don't know if it's charming. <laughs> Aaron says it's definitely not, though. So. <laughs> that means it totally is, right? It means it's 100% part of the charm. All I wanted to say before this project was that this is Moonlight.
it reminded me of like indie games where they what's that one journey you got like a is it journey yeah that's exactly what it reminded me of it did remind me of journey what's the one where you there's like you have like skeletons for friends and then you're like mom's a goat and you're like a little kid underground or something it's like undertale or something yeah undertale it kind of reminded <laughs> me of undertale a little bit and but it just it gave me that's <laughs> the best description i've heard of undertale Sorry. It was well, so absurd. I've never played it, but it was so absurd. I needed. I was like, it's. Yeah. I bet it's this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it gave me very much like indie game vibe, rather than just like a song you would hear on the radio or something. I liked it. The only thing I didn't like is like the, you know, I don't know how to describe that sound. But nobody knows what you're talking about. I know yeah, what you're talking about. You, talking about the, you like, could get Undertale, but you couldn't get that. I, I when does it does it when does it start it's in two different places okay so i think i know you're talking about i'm pretty sure that's i know what she's talking about i like that part because i like that <laughs> contrast i i think later on it was fine but for like the first two notes of it it just felt very jarring and i just feel like it didn't work personally because we can't all give praise on everything everybody does i'm still i i I'm still confused. There's a few things where it could be. Uh, hold, hold on. I, I think overall, I was impressed with how it was mixed and, and arranged in general. I think you did a really good job on it. I think you're, you're just getting better and better and better. And it's it's like, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'm jealous of it. I, I can't wait to hear more of like stuff you do in the future. Because you just seem to be at a rapid pace getting better at what you do. Which is the goal. Yeah, absolutely. This, all it was, was like, all I imagined was me sitting on top of a rooftop, looking out into the ocean with the moon reflecting in the ocean, mm. listening to the song. That was it. That's all I got. It was just like, lo-fi is something, it, it takes me to a wonderful creative place. And it's it's just that. It's like you put this on in the background while you're trying to create something else, whether you're like writing or something. You just have that while looking at the moonlight. That's that was my idea for this. I like those like 10 hour videos where it's like songs to study to. Yeah, you definitely had lo-fi elements without being overwhelming lo-fi, which is. Yes. You know, I, I, I think I enjoy the. I enjoy pieces from lo-fi personally, but I don't enjoy the entire experience of it. But I think this is a great blend of it. So I know exactly what that is now, Amy. I, that's what I thought it was. I took a cello and then I did harmonics with a cello. And then I put an ungodly amount of reverb on it and just sho like shoved it way in the background. And I kind of like, I personally like that because I felt like it created a, the kind of, ethereal element of lo-fi that's that's why i put it mm. in there okay yeah just like having a consistent drone i understand why you didn't like it but i like that kind of light drone flavor to it i mean overall it was fantastic i'm not gonna lie. yeah like mike <laughs> said you're you're great i'm just saying if i could criticize anything i just don't like no, that that's fine i'm like ow my ears did it really pierce your head i'd have to listen in yours it, it it pierced my ears a little bit, but I also am more susceptible to like higher noises rather than like lower noises. It definitely gave me very, very strong journey vibes. But instead of surfing across like the sand or snow or whatever, it, it felt more like surfing across the clouds at night. Yeah. Like, oh, like the water yeah. reflecting up into the clouds. 
There you go. I like that too. Cereal. Instead of Tina Guo's cello playing, it's Tommy's ping beat on the. <laughs> Nailed it. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Damaged fingers. Fingers. <laughs> well, if you have done a creative prompt in the last, I don't know, two, three months, however long it's taken us to get this out here, we would love to see what you did, experience it, whatever. You can hit us up on 1L2N Productions over on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. And you can also check out our other prompts there as well. And the next person who gets to choose the creative prompt word is... Tommy, please don't disappoint us. He oh, wait, no, he already us. did it. He wait, yeah, no, he did it, so did he can't it. do you it. Can do it again. It's fine. You no, can that's do it how... again. I've done it back to back. No, not not for creative prompts. I don't let the person who did it before do creative prompts. I also have. <laughs> <laughs> we only heard like a snippet of that through Discord and cut out so much. There's just a, gonna... a nice chunky oh. section. <laughs> that'll be fun to edit all right i rolled again because the last word of the day i don't care who, who gets that however many times in a row it's the creative prompt i try to whoever did it last we roll it i rolled it again it was a two which is michael pivot wow did you already have that planned no well kind of because i <sighs> when you said and the next creative prompt's gonna be i looked around and then i looked at the steam logo and i was like oh that thing pivots like a joint or something and i was like oh pivot that'll be the word <laughs> uh. all righty well the next creative prompt is pivot so start working on it people now start do it you got this we're gonna pivot from creative prompts and go into what we're really talking about today. You can't use that when we do the next creative prompt. You cannot use that segue. You've already used it. I yeah okay. It. You've exhausted it, Amy, already. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about Barry, which we finally all seen the last season of. So apparently, a few of these people have some thoughts and feelings they want to express. Express, express, expresso express. to the world. And yeah, let's do it, I guess. Uh, here's, my, here's my little headline for it, my <laughs> title. It is, this is one of the best endings I did not like. I concur. Written to damn near perfection, in my opinion. But I just didn't necessarily, it wasn't satisfying or I... I don't know if that's right. the right word. First of all, I think we should we should say that this is going to be full spoilers. Whole I, I think I think we can at least I would say it's one of the best things I've ever watched, like the show in general. Oh, everybody yeah. else can give their own opinion on it, and then if that sounds like something that you as the audience wants to do, I would not listen to the rest of this until you watch the show, unless you just don't mm -hmm. care about it. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan. I think the two things that I thought were really well done was when they were talking about the guys that were going to assassinate Barry and they had a podcast about how like different gadgets and the gadgets didn't work and then the gadget to kill Barry didn't work. I was like, that's beautiful. That is just perfectly yeah. brilliant. Love that payoff. Fantastic. And then I also liked the fact that I called out the fact that Barry was going to have to die. That was the only way that he, his story was going to end was he was going to die. And he did. And that's the only two things I liked about this season. <laughs> I mean, I like the fact that he died because, of course, I want to, you know. Blah, blah, what blah. about the show as a whole? Because I think that if we focus on the last season, we can talk about the last season, yeah. but we never talked about it. 
We never talked about. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. I yeah. I think as a whole, I really did enjoy Barry. I thought that it was very interesting. And I Tommy said this a bunch, but it showed violence, not in the glorification of violence, but how it actually is. And I agree. Like it, it showed like the realism of violence and showed like the hardships of the mental space that you're in after violence and everything. And I really enjoyed the rest of the show. I really enjoyed all the characters. I really enjoyed the way they set things up. I just, I feel like it's a very hard show to end and they did the best that they could. I just wasn't a fan of the ending, but overall I think the show was fantastic. It was very well written. Yeah. I I think one of the unique parts about the show for me and anybody else can say whatever they want is that it it always surprised me even mm-hmm. in the last season even in the last episode I don't I never knew what to expect out of the show and that is yeah. genuinely one of the best things I can say about a show is usually you get an idea of like oh okay I know what's going on but with Barry you never really did and every action that somebody took was shocking but then you think about it and you're like oh I guess that action kind of makes sense and it's very difficult yeah. as a writer to write something that makes sense for a character but surprises the audience. And I yeah. I think those two like combinations is also why I really enjoyed the comedy of the show as a whole, even though it was much more of a drama than anything. The the funny parts stuck out with me and made me like belly laugh, whereas a lot of shows don't. That's that's one of the reasons I really enjoyed it. It seemed like it was it had a very distinct arc to it, like at first in the first season, oh, this is going to be a comedy, but it's art comedy, but it's very much definitely a comedy, right? Like he's trying to escape the drama and live the life of comedy and drama just keeps dragging him back in and back in. So by the time you get to the fourth season, it's not a comedy anymore, not even a dark comedy. It is full on drama that has some comedic elements from time to time but for the most part all drama and that was very jarring because most of the time shows don't do that especially shows that start out where you think oh this is a comedy i I think it was an absurdist comedy more than anything especially that last season because there was there were so many bits in there where you're supposed to be taking yourself out of the drama of it and go oh this is all absurd like this would never in the last season there's a perfect example where hank and christabon are in the restaurant and they're talking with each other and then somebody comes over and said would you like some music (laughs) and then they just turn over a rain stick and the rain stick is the music and it's like that is the beauty (laughs) of the comedy in that is that it you you are drawn into the drama of it and then you're you're I, i think and this is my viewing of it is that as an audience you're supposed to go wait a second i should not be that invested in these characters this is all absurd yeah Mm, good point and there were so many moments like that in the show again in the fourth season when Mm -hmm. the cops uh pull up and they smash into each other's car and that happens so many times throughout the show where like the cops are just totally stupid and incompetent and Mm -hmm. they do it in a really comedic way or they go in and just start beating people up for no reason without you know it's 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 the absurd nature of it, which is also relatable in a strange way. You go, okay, this mm-hmm. is this is kind of crazy. 
where the conversation where like the whole gang is at the house and they're talking to the two ladies and they're like, yeah, I can see how that'd be jarring for you. Like I can take you out. We can take you out for a nice <laughs> meal. And like, like, yeah, but this happened really suddenly. And he's like, I don't know. I think we should still take him out for a nice meal. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like them trying yeah. to discuss what to do. And the, the ladies just sitting there like, the whole Very time, yeah, stoically. That, that mom and daughter are just like totally accepting of the fact that they've that all that has been walked happening. into this world and that's just a part of their life now. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite bits in the whole show I, when the when Barry is like getting other military guys who are just complete empty shells to <laughs> join him, and I think it's in the second season, and they're driving towards like this airstrip. <gasps> And they're just like, yes. all right, let's charge in. And these military guys just drive this vehicle and then just get immediately shot up, which they would mm-hmm. have in real life. And yeah. it's it's so funny watching it because you know what's going to happen and they deliver on it. But like Tommy says, they don't glorify that violence and like make explosions and stuff. Like they just shoot him and then the, the vehicle crashes right away. Yeah. yeah. The comedy doesn't come until the next episode when Cristobal gets off the plane and he's like, I've only been here for two minutes. You've already shot people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the payoff had to come in an entire another episode. I think this really benefits from a second watch. And you mentioned that, Missy. But I yeah. think first watch, I, I went all the way through taking it as like a drama. Like I was taking all these characters seriously. And then once I was done with that second watch, I was watching it as a comedy and it didn't necessarily totally change how I felt about it. It just made me appreciate the other parts that were in there. I actually did the complete opposite of that. The first time through, I watched it as though it was a comedy Mm. and it didn't really connect with me. And then the second time through, I watched as a drama and suddenly that just unleashed so many different layers and elements to this story that, I did not even pick up on the first time around. Maybe that's kind of the beauty of this show is that you can watch it in so many different ways and get different things out of it. I Yeah, I, yeah. I totally think so. I think one aspect we usually don't discuss on the podcast, we talk about writing and music and stuff like that, but a cinematography in general mm. and the way that a lot of shots were set up. I think that this show is a little bit more visionary than other shows because you can obviously tell they took their time to plan out what they had in their head and make sure it actually worked. And there was a lot of sequences that were just set up in such a cinematic language and they took a long time to do it without doing a lot of different cuts. Again, an example of this would be in the fourth season when Hank goes to shoot a rocket at the house and it's all one cut and the rocket misses and mm. then people start coming down and shooting at him and he gets in a car and he starts driving down the driveway and then the driver gets shot and he calls up. Chris, his, no, no. Uh, oh, the Raven. Yeah, the Raven. <laughs> What's his actual name? <laughs> yeah, think of it. Uh, it starts with, I don't know, whatever. The Raven. And Fuchs. Fuchs. There you Fuchs. go. I was like, it starts with an F. But <laughs> he calls up Fuchs and he's like, my driver's dead. Stop shooting at me. And he's like, no. And then he has to run around and people are still shooting him. And then he jumps off of a cliff and rolls down a hill and you can hear him on the phone. And all this is a single shot. And it's just beautiful. This plays so tremendously into my idea of this show shows violence for how it is. Because there's so many times where you could have a shot of like them racing down this curvy freaking driveway and drifting. Like you can have potential particular angles you can show them getting shot at you can have close-ups in these characters and i think a lot of times when you know bill Hader's the one directing and he's getting these shots 
you feel it. You they're always mm-hmm. zoomed out shots. Yeah. They're always just like slow focus on these characters, and I love that because it's. I think it plays into the comedic element and showing violence how it is like both at the same time because seeing something from far away it looks ridiculous but at the same time it's not badass and it plays into I think both of his visions of like trying to trying to make it a comedy but also not glorifying but he also then he he not only zooms out on those action sequences for you know the action and the, the comedy but he zooms way in on characters faces for a lot of drama stuff like Mm -hmm. you can see inside their pores in their face and i love it you know i think it's a bold move because not a lot of people they'll do more mid-camera for just about everything and this is definitely trying to center you on exactly what they want you to see yep it's almost like the whole show is about contrast yeah because you've got you have the concept well you've got the comedy versus drama right i mean he's trying to be an actor there's all these actors at least for the first few seasons and you know it reminds me of like the theater masks right the happy and the sad oh yeah so that's like the whole theme of the show and there's a ton of scenes where you see it's almost always barry but he's either in very deep darkness right like the lighting around him is dark and he's coming out of it and it's kind of representative of him trying to escape what he is or you know the flip side of that where he's walking from light into a very very dark space on the set you know and and it it parallels with him going deeper into this darkness that's inside of him Mm -hmm. and they do it a few other times with some of the other characters who are also struggling with that Am I a good person? Am I doing bad stuff? You know, whatever it is. But the whole show is just full of all of this contrast with with the themes and the characters and the decisions they're making and what they're trying to be or not be. And then they take it to that next level and they do that with the music and the cinematography and just every possible layer. I, I, I just I love elements like that. It's just so much detail to drive an even bigger theme or point through and i think they pulled off really well i think one of my favorite shots of season three is where sally is creating her show and they just like go in for her walking into the warehouse and at the mm-hmm. very end she's like basically in darkness and i think she's mm-hmm. taking a call from someone i love like that is exactly it it's it's yeah. i think it plays more with the spotlight and loneliness than it does with like violent tendencies and trying to be a good person. But it's that same thing where it's a direct contrast all in one shot. And I think a lot of the times they do a really great job of making like, sometimes you can tell, Oh wow, this is one shot. Mm -hmm. Like this is one shot. But when you, when you only realize that was one shot after the fact, I think are good. Those are good one shots. Well, and the whole Sally in the spotlight versus not the spotlight, I think that's a really perfect reflection of her character. Because while Barry is struggling with his internal good versus evil, and so it's constantly light versus dark, Sally is struggling with she's addicted to the spotlight. She has to be the best. She has to be Mm -hmm. the one getting all of the attention, even like to the detriment of everyone she supposedly cares about or surrounded herself with if she's not in the number one spot she goes full on like 
just total psycho bitch, right? So the whole spotlight versus I'm not in the spotlight in this moment where there's a lot of times darkness around her in those moments. I think that is a perfect reflection of her character struggle back and forth. Yeah. Because there's so many different things you could take away from the show. What do you think the overall theme of the show is and, and what it's going for? Mine or what I always thought about it was that it is a show solely about love and trying to find love when you're a selfish, terrible person. Because every single main character there is a selfish, terrible person, and yet they're still oh, yeah. desperate for finding love with somebody else or losing it, making mistakes. It's, it's all about that connection of, of wanting to be desired or, or love somebody. I think the whole show is about redemption. Every single person is everything you just said, and they also destroy the life of the person they supposedly care about. Yeah. And not everybody, like, you know, gets redemption. Some people have their lives completely ruined, but for most of the main characters, it's about them making up for something in some way that they've screwed up for, even if it's just a little bit. And, you know, in Barry's case, he ruined lots of lives and he paid for it with his life. But at the right before he dies, he finally agrees, call the police. He's turning himself in. Right. He had that moment where he finally is coming to the point of redemption, even though he tried over and over again throughout the series to redeem various mistakes. He failed over and over again, but he, he kept trying like over and over to fix something that he had done and you see that with a lot of other characters right you see that with the the acting teacher i can't remember his name gene right like his redemption story was with his son that's the person he hurt most in life and he tried to connect with him and for a moment they actually had that father-son relationship back again and they would have continued having it had not barry ruined everything and you see that with a lot of other characters too that everyone else is having their redemption story and it would have been successful if barry hadn't screwed it all up i think the the only person who truly gets a good redemption story is probably sally because in my opinion she's the worst character in the whole series and she finally learns to personality or just not strong writing uh personality okay she's intentionally made that way right yeah yeah she finally learns to not be in the spotlight to let other people be in the spotlight and to help them and train them to be in the spotlight so she's able to finally redeem herself and it seems like she became a good mother because for at least those first eight years like call child protective services this woman shouldn't be around children And even Fuchs gets his moment of redemption at the very end when he saves John, right? Like, and you even see it visually. He steps out of the darkness to bring John into like that lit parking lot to give him back to his father. And then he's redeemed himself for all the ways he screwed up raising Barry. He saved Barry's child. And then he steps back into the darkness and slowly disappears. For me, this story was the duality of choices and how you probably should stick to your guns instead of half-assing one choice. I think (laughs) if each character, like, I think if Barry stuck to being a good person, he would have been a good person. But instead, he was constantly in this hitman life. I also do think if Barry stuck to being a hitman, his life would have been good. I think either or. But the fact that he was, he kept meddling between the two, and I think a lot of these characters did, 
like Gene trying to be a better person, but also he couldn't help himself when it came to fame or or like, oh, an article with Vanity Fair. How could I not take that? Like right. he just kept going back and forth. Which speaking of which, that whole scene where he is on stage <laughs> giving the, per- the interview to Vanity Fair, I died. Yeah. I, it was great. <laughs> it was great. I also, because it was so spot on when Sally was giving the monologue to her acting student and then just turns around right to the director it was a guttural laugh of embarrassment that i did out loud because i was like you know exactly what the character's doing and you're like you're such an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i love the way they write or like the last scene for every character definitely plays into your idea of redemption missy and i also think it plays exactly into what the character wanted or maybe not necessarily wanted, but who they are. In that last character, you were talking about like fugues and stepping out of the light. He does the exact opposite of what he usually does, mm-hmm. and he doesn't say a single word. Yes. He doesn't, that is completely contrast to his entire character. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't say a single word because that's how he gets out of everything. And that's how his character ends. You know, Ho Hank is in his final moments just kind of like holding that hand of the statue of Cristobal Mm -hmm. and he's trying to make up that memory Mm -hmm. like in his mind that's what he's doing or at least that's how I interpret it Gene gets his life ruined like he ruined so many other lives by a lie and I I love that I love that is so fitting for his character Barry gets killed because I mean that you know that makes sense say if if we're going to talk about the ending specifically I think the ending starts four episodes into the, or five episodes into the season when they, they do the yep. time jump, which is my least favorite thing of the whole show. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. that. It, didn't didn't it, like it at all. Yeah. Uh, side note with that, it felt like they were originally going to make two seasons and then they had, I don't know if they were told, hey, this is going to be the last one or, or what the deal was, but it felt like they had to squish two seasons into one season. I didn't get that feeling. I I got the feeling like they they thought of it from a writer's perspective and they were like, okay, well, we need Fuchs to be, you know, at this point at this time. And how would he do that? Well, he'd see Barry with a kid because that's what he would remind himself of. And so we'll just give Barry a kid. And then how are we going to get Barry with a kid? Okay, well, Sally will get redeemed. So we're going to get them back together. It, it seemed like they, they came from the end and then worked backwards. They and had then to find a way to meet. Mm, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And, and I, I, I like the fact that w- what you both are talking about with like, you know, Hank dying, holding the statue and Fuchs walking into the light and walking back out and Barry getting shot just like nonchalantly because that's what he did as an assassin. The only thing mm-hmm. I didn't like was Sally. I didn't see her earn it as a character i would agree that's fair and totally fair it, it i would definitely agree ahead although if you look at the the last you know five minutes when they're doing the movie mm-hmm. and they're they're showing it it really kind of punishes the three main characters which were gene sally and barry because barry all of a sudden is this heroic guy fighting against the system and that's not what he was and that's probably not what he wanted to be he just wanted right. to be like loved and set aside you have Gene, who got turned into an evil person who is mind controlling and manipulative and like a master. Like a mob boss. Like yeah. An evil genius yeah. <laughs> that manipulated Barry into doing all of his dirty work. And then I think the, the most telling part about that movie was Sally, who was just a helpless bimbo in that movie. And that is not how her character, like her character was, I am in charge. I'm the strong one. I am, you know, I can do this. 
And so each one of those people who wanted to be portrayed on screen in a certain way in the long run got the exact opposite of what they wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that movie part was kind of genius to watch, especially because you know that John's watching it going like, that's not what happened at all, but okay. I don't even know if Sally was really redeemed. It kind of felt like she still in a way was neglecting John, or at least that's how I interpreted it was she wasn't really she learned how to to say no and she learned mm-hmm. how to actually be a teacher mm-hmm. but it didn't real it didn't feel like so. she learned how to be a mom i don't think so okay this is the thing that i will say about sally's sort of arc at the very end is that it felt very much like she was now taking praise for what her students were doing that's exactly it didn't felt like Hmm. she changed it felt like she was like yes look how wonderful i am because i taught these kids to do something fantastic so it actually didn't feel like her she was redeemed at all she just became sort of a better mom than she was previously i don't know if she was still a good mom but at least she was living a straight and narrow life from the looks of it but it it definitely felt like in my opinion yeah she was still trying to take that glory in whatever way she could i i totally Mm. agree because she everybody's doing their bow and then she jumps in front and gets flowers and it's like it's obviously still the sally show although she doesn't have barry around to make her worse I think it's just such a complex show and that it, mm. it's I mean, each episode is what a half an hour and there's only 32 episodes <laughs> and baffling it's, how much goes right? on. Yeah, it is so in depth. The acting is phenomenal. The character development is wonderful. The action sequences are funny and well thought out. And I can't recommend it enough for somebody that is looking to mix comedy with any kind of drama or drama with comedy or action with any of those like it's such a unique piece of media that i it's it's genuinely one of the best things i think i've ever watched show wise oh i totally agree it's up there it felt like it had an artistic vision that they followed through with regardless or not if i liked it they followed through and i respect that so much that i like it i guess guess, yeah let me clarify i like it because it was unique and not done poorly. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it, its uniqueness gives it a, it's almost refreshing to see a piece of art that is like, I can't think of anything else that's like this or that, <laughs> yeah. that comes close to this. And it stands out on its own merits in that aspect. And I think that's why I, when I get really excited about stuff on this, like this or Midnight Mass or something, it's because of how absurdly unique uh, a piece of media is. And I go, wow, I can't believe I just watched something unique because I'm just so used to mm-hmm. Marvel yeah, or definitely. Star Wars or, you know, just the the stuff that we see over and over again. And so I, I get I get most of my like boos off of unique. I find it interesting how even characters you're supposed to hate, you do like each one for the most part. Like there's mm-hmm. there's some quality about it that you just want to watch them more. Like specifically, the I think the best character to watch was Noho Hank. Like oh, he's, he's a, my favorite. Yeah, he's he was supposed great. to be killed off on the end of episode one. He wasn't even supposed to be in the series originally, which is yeah amazing baffling yeah he's definitely one of the best characters you know fuchs is again like the everybody on screen is so captivating with their performance and their pain that you just go yeah and you of course you want everybody to die like i I wanted what i was hoping for was an over-the-top mexican standoff that ends 
in the way that it kind of ended with the mexican standoff they had but it but for everybody being there and everybody characters (laughs) yeah Yeah. that would have been very great but again the show is unpredictable in a way that i am glad it didn't happen like that because it would have kind of ruined that surprise nature for me we've been like well i saw that coming oh i guess that's it yeah i know you already touched on it i just think ending it on a fake movie just like the snippets reel of a fake movie was the most unexpected thing i wasn't expecting that in a million years and it's it's so a good great. way to do it. It was a great way to be like, here's how the rest of the world perceives these characters mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's just it's also like a satire on Hollywood, right? And, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh, a yeah. quick satire yeah, on Hollywood. The, the entire show, obviously, is. I mean, the yeah. whole thing's about acting, right, yeah. in a way. <laughs> acting and murder. I would like to close on what scene you think will stick with you for the longest period of time afterwards. It's difficult because we've just been talking about it. And so I'm now like, okay, is that because we've been talking about it or because it's going to actually stick with me? There's so many vivid scenes like I have in my head of this show. That's how I know it's good because I have a crap memory. This is the scene that got me 100% fully invested. It's the Macbeth scene. There's an unbelievable amount of layers going on in that scene. And it's so perfectly executed like both actors are just killing it they're absolutely killing it in that love it i think probably the two scenes one would be when there's a knock at cristobal's door and he opens it up and he sees uh, not cristobal um noho's door and he sees cristobal dead on the ground and like all of the russian people out there that just it was so heartbreaking because you knew it was going to happen but you I don't know I guess I thought they were gonna like follow him or something that it wasn't gonna be literally right when he left the house I think Mm. that's what was great about that scene is because it recontextualized his crying because he knew it was happening yeah 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 then that's you're like oh he's sad about the breakup he's like oh no he's sad because he knows he's getting murdered right now yeah he walks out (laughs) that door like that's it so I think that scene and then the other scene that really threw me off was when Jean was in and I know these are both from the last season, but when Gene was in the mountain hut and he shoots the door and you pull it outside and it's his oh, son yeah. on the ground with the tea that he wasn't going to be able to order. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he was trying to do a nice thing for his dad. And he got shot for it. Oh my gosh. Um, That one like really like, uh, that was like a stab in the heart scene. Mm. So I think probably those two scenes. Of course, with people. I mean, his son isn't murdered, but <laughs> two scenes where people got shot. I would say there, there are two scenes. One of them is going to stick out more, I think. The first one is in the first season, I believe. And it's when Barry's in the car with his friend. And his mm-hmm. friend's like, oh, I forgot yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, his friend's like, Yo. basically says something wrong. And Barry's like, I have to kill you now. And the friend's like, no, 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 yeah. I'll forget all about it. Everything will be fine. And you can just see the look on Barry's face of like, I, <laughs> I can't believe I have to do this. And there, he made up his mind as soon as the friend said the one wrong thing. But yeah. he just Why was did you stalling. say that? Yeah, exactly. Why did you say that scene? The, the scene that I think is going to stick with me for the longest time, 
because I really liked how it was done was the sand silo scene. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Where you knew it was happening. He's like, oh, come here. And then he stays for a second. And then you're like, oh, Noho just killed Cristobal by accident. That's so funny. But then the thing that caught me with that scene, obviously, is when Cristobal is alive and he's just screaming for Hank helpless. Mm. And you're like, oh, no. And then he starts sinking and you're like, oh, dude, now you made me care so much more about this. (laughs) And then he gets (laughs) saved and then he's just like spraying his face with a water bottle like that makes it all better or something. But it was just that that terror of sinking under with the camera and then just Mm. hearing the 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 muffled muffled and then Hank going, "Uh, Cristobal, Cristobal, you know, it's it it was such a a cinematic, terrifying scene that was also really (laughs) funny. I will say that scene was so much better with the subtitles on and you should go back and watch it with subtitles on because it was horrifying and terrifying, but also kind of funny. But it was just like the subtitles really made that. I will definitely do that. Every actor just did so good in this show. Like they sold terror and anger and just. Mm -hmm horrific scenes to the (laughs) maximum anyway sorry missy your scene i think probably the Macbeth scene because throughout the series he kind of imagines himself like doing this great job with something and then when he actually goes and does it like no he's terrible or it's it doesn't go right right but then in that one scene he's imagining doing the scene on the way there and he's just like this stiff performance and she's giving a stiff performance and they're all fancy and whatever but then when he actually goes and does the scene he emotes it's like the first time he really really acts and she acts but with like humility instead of with a I'm better than everybody else kind of attitude and it that again it's that contrast that's happening and he's not even in in costume he just is himself for the first time and i think it's herself for the first time it's it's both of them realizing like we're better together when we work together Mm -hmm. and then they just screwed it up through the rest of the show yeah Yeah. that was their brief moment moment, it was perfect so and gene probably felt really useful because he was like i teach somebody yeah he felt really good about that moment honorable mention would probably be the motorcycle chase scene which I hate motorcycle chase scenes. I just find them so dreadfully boring. But this one was just shot in such a way. Again, not that high octane kind of sequence. It was very low key. I mean, he's even it's it feels more like a moped going. It's just so slow and there's no music the whole time either. And it just is filmed so uniquely. It's kind of hard to articulate, but it was it definitely caught my attention so I'm not a car chase scene person and I liked the way it was filmed honorable mention for me was just the the last action fight where it's noho versus fugues just holding back on that shot showing everything especially my brain knew that in any normal show or any normal tv I'm like oh they're throwing a grenade okay it's gonna cut to another angle and then it's going to show like the bodies on the other side, af- the aftermath of the grenade. And then it didn't. And I was just kind of speechless because I'm just like, it keeps holding and it just keeps holding. And in my brain, that was the money shot. 100%. That was the money shot. And it was done to perfection. Well, I'd say uh, Barry's essential viewing. Yep. Yes, definitely watch it and watch it twice. Okay. 
It's one of those shows I highly recommend. Double essential. Go back through and watch it again. So you heard it here, folks. Everyone, that's their homework, is they got to go watch Barry twice, and you have to do a, 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 a pivot project. Project. Why did I say product? Oh, what a stupid P- word. What? Do? Yeah, well, it's you. So here's <laughs> you my it. recommendation. Watch Barry, pivot to your project, pivot back to your second Barry watch through. Exactly. Woo! Woo! Man, we're good. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you guys listening and hanging on to all of our shenanigans and our very thorough (laughs) review of Barry. We would love to hear from you and you can reach us over on 1L2N Productions over on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit or on 1L2NProductions.com which is our website and if you want to go support the cause of chaos, you can head on over to our Patreon. And the last word of the day is going to go to me! Rigged! Uh, the guy that plays Noho Hank actually has alopecia, so he has actually lost all of his hair on his body in real life. And so he's like an advocate for like mental health and body positivity and stuff. And I think that that's very, very cool. And also, I love the fact that his wife is known for being a professional chess player. Apparently, he's like absolutely head over heels for her. And he does like the thing where he's like, look at my wife. She's so wonderful. And I'm like, that's awesome. So he's pretty cool. And also, Noho Hank was the best. Thank you.